Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and now Google Play. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can do that at mbills314. And also, I always seem to fail to mention that we do have a Facebook page for those of you all who are on Facebook. And, you know, most people try to be, you know extra cool like i ain't be on facebook like that and you be the main one on there as a ghost follower <laughs> so for all my ghost followers out there now i'm playing for anybody who's on facebook we do have a facebook page macchiato's music and descriptions podcast just type that in we'll pop right up you'll see the logo and you'll know what it is all right this is episode 79 this is part three of identifying false teaching now if you are new to this podcast or your first time listener I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if your cousin sent it to you, your godmother, goddaddy. I don't know who sent you this podcast, but I thank you. I pray that you subscribe and I pray that what you hear today, you will be blessed by it. Now, like I said, this is a part three. So that means that if there's a three, there must be a two and a one. And there is. So you need to go ahead and check out part two and one so that you can catch up with us so that you won't be left behind. All right. So last episode, we were talking about heresy and how heresy is, you know, an opinion or belief that's contrary to the word of God. So we learn how to identify, you know, heresy when it's being preached. Today, I want to talk about an article that I read in uh, Charisma News. Now, Charisma used to be a magazine. But in 2019, magazines are, I guess, are becoming obsolete. So a lot of magazine companies don't really put stuff in print anymore. A lot of them just have online websites. So I went on their website and they had this article uh, entitled Six False Teachings Bringing Deceptive bringing deceptive darkness into the church so it caught my attention i was reading over them and i wanted to share so many things with you and i wanted to dig into it this will be the last part of this series and next time we will deal with something different so i kind of wanted to dig in this um over some of these false beliefs and false teachings and we're going to dig into them and clarify them with some scriptures all right so the first belief So the first deceptive belief or false teaching is a term called universalism. Universalism is the belief that all people will be saved or that all ways lead to God and eternal life. Many who subscribe to this theology claim that, for instance, Christians and Muslims worship the same God. Talked about it last time that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I am a way. He says, I am the way. So the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. Eternal life is only in Jesus Christ. Muslims do not believe that. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They don't believe Jesus Christ is God. They don't believe that eternal life is in Jesus Christ. They don't believe you need Jesus. You know, so we couldn't possibly worship the same God. 
you know their focus is on Allah which Allah in Aramaic or which Allah just simply means God but it's not the God of the Bible do you understand what I'm saying so we couldn't possibly because if Allah was the same that means that the Quran should say that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that eternal life is found only in him but it doesn't say that so there's universalism some people believe that no matter which route you take whether you're a Hindu whether you're Muslim whether you are uh, uh, fire, whatever whatever you choose to believe in they just believe that all those ways lead to God all those ways lead to eternal life and that's biblically not true all right the second one is uh they have on here prosperity gospel okay it says the belief that god's primary concern is for believers to be healthy and wealthy if christians are sick suffering or poor it is because of sin or a lack of faith well that's not true now prosperity is biblical all right prosperity is biblical and in third john i believe it says i wish above all that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so prosperity is not simply equivalent to only money okay so they have the term prosperity gospel i really don't like that word but the definition is accurate like not for prosperity gospel but as far as it being a false teaching like god's primary concern is not that we all become healthy and wealthy that's not his primary concern his primary concern is that we receive jesus christ is that we receive eternal life that's his primary concern you understand what i'm saying now after you receive jesus christ and now we have to live in this earth we i mean obviously if you want to do anything for god you can't do it unhealthy you know you want to be healthy so you can live as long as you can on this earth so that you can be all that god has called you to be in this earth so obviously god desires for us to be healthy and then as far as wealth is concerned a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children so we should be leaving an inheritance behind but that doesn't mean that you know all of us are going to be millionaires or anything like that but the god the bible does promise that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory um there are persecution that comes with being with being a believer that doesn't mean that the persecution is you being broke busted and disgusted but the persecution does mean that you know you will be talked about you will be hated on and i ain't talking about being hated on because you know you just you just all that and they just mad because i was on honor roll for four years i'm not talking about that i'm talking about people hating you because of your stance for god because of you standing on the word of god and people are persecuting you for your belief in christ all right so the prosperity gospel so people if they are preaching that you know god's concern primary concern is that you be rich or jesus died so that you can be rich that's false that's not true he died so that we can have eternal life all right um now as far as us living out on this earth you need money you do need money to fund the gospel you need money to um get things done you need you need money you need it it's a need it's not a, even a want it's a need but as far as millionaire status of course i mean who wouldn't want to be a millionaire but is that god's promise to us all no but does god promise that he will supply all of our needs absolutely so needs being met you know my mind is renewed healthy body 
good relationships, good marriage, that's prosperity. Prosperity is wholeness. Prosperity is not just money. All right. Because you me know people with a whole bunch of money and they ain't happy. So that couldn't be prosperity. All right. So you have universalism and you have what they call the prosperity gospel or whatever. I'll just leave it as they title it. The prosperity gospel with that particular belief that God's primary concern is that you be rich. All right. The third one is the new age movement. The New Age movement is a belief or system of Eastern influence that emphasizes universal tolerance and doing what feels good. It contends that man is divine and can create his own reality and identity. Okay, now the Bible says, does say that we are created in the image of God. And I think I've stated before on this podcast, you know, we are a spirit. Right. We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live inside of a physical body. The Bible says that God is a spirit. So he created us in his image is talking about our spirit, man. It's not talking about your flesh. Okay, so because all of us in the earth, we have different types of tones. You know, I'm a black man, so I got a lot more melanin. You may have a Caucasian man who may not have as much melanin. You may see a Hispanic. You have, we have all these different races of people. So it's not pointing to a race and saying, oh, you, you're, the, uh, you're the image of God. I'm an image of God because he created me in his image and his likeness, referring to his spirit. Right? So the divine part of us is that. But people take it to another level. And they state that I can create my own reality and identity, which to a certain extent you can, but that doesn't mean that's God, because you have to understand that we have a free will. So if you choose not to do the will of God and to do your own will and your own thing, he will let you do that. And you may be successful. What the world would deem as successful, right? So let's say I got the house, I got the car, I got this, I got that. I'm good. I'm straight. But you aren't, you aren't doing the will of God. Therefore, you're not successful in God's eyes. Right? He lets you, he allowed you to create your, what you wanted. Some people think that's enough. And I'm here to tell you that that is not enough. There's much more to life than doing what you want to do. And thinking that material goods is going to keep you satisfied. That's simply not the truth. So that's the new age movement. They want to push that. You create your own reality. Do what you want to do. You divine. Ain't no God. You God. You do what you want. You know, you blah, blah, blah. All that type of stuff. So if people believe that, they don't believe they need a savior. They don't believe that, you know, sin exists. You just do what you want. You know what I'm saying? At the end... It's just going to be the end. That's it. That's, how some people, that's what some people believe. That's the new age movement. Now, that's probably more relative than a lot of other beliefs. That's pushed a lot. Because everybody wants material goods. So everything is just material. You can't take none of it with you. But for some, that's like the measure of success. Is that, hey, I have a lot of money. 
and so forth. So that means I'm successful. God looking at you like you, you're not successful because you're not doing what I want you to do, what I called you to do. That Dean, that is the definition of biblical success is doing the will of God. Not you doing what you want to do and then getting material wealth. You're like, man, I'm successful. And the world look at you like you're successful. But God's like, man, you ain't no successful. <laughs> you're not even doing what I called you to do. All right. So this new age movement, create your own reality, create your own identity. And if that's something you choose to do, God will let you do it. But I'm telling you, it's a slippery slope and uh, we need the Lord. We need him. And um, his mercy is always there. So if you happen to be listening and maybe you are one of those people who may believe in, you know, the new age movement and I can create my own identity and reality and I'm divine and I can do what I want. I would encourage you to reconsider and I would encourage you to call on the name of Jesus and let him help you. Because pretty soon what you thought that you could do, you won't be able to do no more. You're going to need him. The fourth one, legalism. Legalism. Legalism is the improper use of the law described in scripture to try to attain or maintain salvation. Legalism also fosters judgment of fellow Christians for not adhering to one's own ideas of holiness rather than encouraging them to imitate Christ. Obeying God's standard is explicitly outlined in scripture. Legalism that happens a lot, especially in a lot of churches, especially different denominations. Um, you have um, certain denominations and churches who, you know, women, they don't want women wearing pants. Uh, they, don't women wear, they don't want women wearing makeup. They don't want women wearing jewelry. And they feel that if, you, if a woman wears those things, then, you know, you ain't right with God. <laughs> you know, and that's self-righteousness. That's legalism. It's not scripture. God can care less about what you wear. Now, of course, you want to dress modestly. You don't want to dress crazy. You know what I'm saying? To tempt someone to sin or whatever have you. But for us going to that extent, if that's what you choose to do, that's on you. But you can't preach that and say, hey, all you all you women wearing this year, y'all wrong. Y'all going to hell. You know, all the men that. You know, if you don't wear a suit doing service and you come, you know, with a T-shirt on, some shorts and sneakers like you, you off. No, that's not biblical. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast with Martinez. So. Hello. Hey, yo, man, you don't need hey, your beatbox. I just know yeah. somebody you don't need your beatbox. Hello. Who first? Like, nah, man, don't beatbox. Yeah, Every time I you beatbox, you got something to say. I got it, man. Yeah. I got it, man. I got it, man. It's the Inland Empire, mid-90s. I'm close to a cypher, it ain't hard to find me Kids claiming they freestyling, but they just reciting Lines, especially this new dog wanna be beside me On a normal Tuesday, I'm walking down the block I heard a song from a truck that made my body stop I'm like, that ain't pop, that ain't big, that ain't Nas I gotta figure out who this is, yeah 
It got me picking up the phone, calling the homies at home like, have you heard this song? It went, you got money, get your hands in the air. Oh snap, he on Rap City now with Joe Claire. Boy, it was dope like a breath of fresh air when he told a story. I felt like I was right there. I asked Pops for 10 bucks. He's like, boy, that's nonsense. I don't work hard to buy you explicit content. I'm kind of scared to go to the store and steal it, though. You know a brother broke, so I just dug it from the radio. But the homie came through the next night with an album that became the soundtrack of my life. Yesterday, I felt love. Yesterday, I felt love. We want that real hip hop, that real hip hop, we want that real hip hop, that real hip hop, we want that real hip hop, that real hip hop. Everybody make noise for that real hip hop. I'm a little older, I'm in college now. And you know my favorite artist still holding down. Anytime we argue, best rappers alive. He's easily number one in my top five. The more I still in style, I feel credibility. Cause every college student just wants an identity If he's describing his life well, that's how I act If he has an opinion where I don't, then insert that But now insert the Lord, I'm changed now Because I have different views, I find myself even caring about stuff on the news My heart aches with these current affairs, it's harder to enjoy You got money, get your hands in the air The more I listen, the more I feel a mental battle I recognize that his worldview is really shallow His lexicon is money, sex, and cars, that's all we get He kills on records, then he says it's entertainment really quick That's pretty dangerous when you break it down Plus I notice even his music has the same sound It's not much depth to his content and art Me and my favorite artists are now growing apart Dang other things that you can't address this cat is close to 40 and he's still thugging well at least that's the perception that he gives in public i mean i enjoy life like the next brother but it seems he ain't growing up with the rest of us sometimes i just want to know the truth about who's copying who because instead of reaching them i think he'd rather be the youth I wouldn't trip, but this is more than just a trend Cause his music and his brand promotes irresponsible men Cause they never had a father who could walk them through the content Teaching them the skill to discern all of the nonsense They need extended adolescence so they can blow up Hip-hop, you're close to 50, when can we grow up? Yesterday I fell in love Yesterday I This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. It's a false teaching's legalism. It's you gotta do the law, I gotta do this. Like you can't get a tattoo. Now I'm not endorsing tattoos at all. But, you know, if you go get a tattoo of, I don't care if you go get a tattoo of the scripture. No, that's wrong. You go in hell. It's legalism. Like, it's legalism is, um, you got to obey these laws. You know, it's talking about the law of Moses. And the Bible says that um, the law came through Moses, but grace 
and truth came through Jesus Christ. So we are now under the dispensation of grace. All right. God is not judging us by his law. The law that he judged us by is the law of love in the New Testament. Okay. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, on, he says, on these two hang the whole law, meaning the law, which is like 620 something laws in the Bible. You know, it's a bunch of them. Some of them I can't even, it's laws and I don't even, don't even know exist yet. I ain't seen them. <laughs> but just through study, I've read there's over 600 laws in scripture. But you can't keep all them laws. So for a person to say, well, you got to do this and this and this and this. Yeah, nah, fam. False teacher. God going to strike you dead if you go out there and nah. No, that you using fear and trying to use the law to try to condemn somebody. And God ain't in that business. All right. Legalism. It's false. Another one. I see this a lot, too, especially in a lot of um, what they call seeker friendly churches. Uh, you have the hyper grace movement. Hyper grace is the overreaction to legalism resulting in abuse of God's grace. Believers find themselves drawn to modern hyper grace movement because they are looking for freedom not just from legalism but also from God's standards see what I'm saying you can have ext extreme on both sides so, so now you got you got legalism which now they condemn people you know you got to do the law and so forth and then people understand no we live we're now under grace but now they take that grace and not try to abuse it now they're saying okay well since we're under grace and we're not under the law i can just live however i want to live and i'll be good yeah all right you try it no don't try it but i'm just saying you know what i mean but <laughs> no that's you know now you just want to be free from god's standards now you just want to do what you want to do and feel like there's no consequences that's, that's going to come with that type of lifestyle and there are always consequences for sin period you know what I'm saying? So that's called hyper grace. Now you're abusing and you're misusing and you're trying to play God. Like I, Jesus died on the cross for me. I'm forgiven of my sins. The blood, he shed his blood for me. I'm under grace. So therefore I can do what I want. You know, I've, I've heard today for the first time. I've never heard this before, but I heard today that there are churches that had that sell beer and liquor in the church. So I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm not even gonna touch all that because I, I I see I see these things. I you can see it progressing because people will take something out of in scripture and then they just like go for it and you wilding like you bugging like whatever church that is like you bugging and I don't understand it. But anyway, I ain't gonna be on that. Stay on that long. But hyper grace, overreacting to legalism. Legalism wrong and hyper grace wrong. Nope. That ain't gonna work. You have to understand when Jesus said that once I leave, I'm gonna send you a comforter and he's going to lead God and direct you. He was talking about the Holy Spirit, right? So once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Ghost now comes and abides on the inside of us. So now the Holy Spirit is going to lead us, guide us, direct us, convict us of sin, right? So the Holy Spirit, as we're walking day to day, 
he's the one that's guiding us telling us what to do what not to do if you go off on somebody or do something you got no business doing that conviction set up in your heart feel like a knot in your stomach or whatever or however you however you feel you know what i mean you know that feeling it's like ah, i shouldn't have did that yes conviction it's the holy ghost letting you know like no you tripping you need to chill out and once that conviction comes just repent lord forgive me for saying it lord forgive me for doing that help me to so forth all right so if you're in hyper grace that means that you are ignoring all of those things you're going against the holy spirit and once you start doing stuff like that you're walking on dangerous grounds so no just because you're in the grace i mean you can just do whatever you want to do and feel like there will be no consequences for sin all right and the last one is a term called the emerging church the emerging church is a movement that claims to be christian but employs culturally sensitive methods to make the gospel more palatable to a postmodern culture jesus life is treated more as an allegory or narrative rather than a true event a particular concern is the inclusive approach to various belief systems and emphasis on emotions over absolute truth and the notion that there is no hell judgment or need for forgiveness the emerging church movement also glorifies honesty and confession but without repentance and see all these things really result in people that, that just don't want to read the bible no more people want to be entertained people don't want really the scriptures all marriages are old institution all the bible is outdated you know we rather take instagram and take what's trending and then try to incorporate that and make that a part of our belief system well the, the world is doing it you know this seems to be the end thing let's do that but you you can't please everybody jesus didn't please everybody you have to stand for the truth so just because homosexuality is like the the end sin so to speak that everyone wants to accept doesn't mean that i have to accept it now i would i'm never i now i won't mistreat anyone because they choose to live their lifestyle but if you ask me about the lifestyle like i'm gonna tell you i don't agree with it if you're asking me that like if i meet somebody that's a homosexual i'm not gonna be hey you know you need to uh repent nah i can carry a conversation with them so forth and so on but if they were to ask me you know do you believe in you know same-sex marriage i'll just say no you know what i'm saying like you gotta understand see with me sees nobody nobody's in my pocket so i don't i'm not held to a group or organization that tells me i can't say i can say whatever i want you know biblically like i'm going to be within biblical grounds because hey i'm not i'm not trying to please man when it comes to that i'm going to always do things in love but i'm going to tell you the truth if you ask me about it you see what i'm saying so that's what it's talking about so uh somebody posted something about um it was this basically it's like a gay like a homosexual organization and they're going to different churches trying to figure out which church accepts them you know what i'm saying and um it's just, it's just it's just kind of weird to me and it's weird to me because it's like we've gotten to a point in our culture where we feel like homosexuality is no longer a sin now it's 
It's a lifestyle. So Satan has brought that deceptiveness in that we don't look at it as sin anymore. We look at it as just like, you know, alternative lifestyle. But when it comes to grown men being attracted to young children, i.e. R. Kelly, you know, or vice versa, we look at that as sin, wrong, nasty, disgusting. But what if those people, like, what if R. Kelly comes out and says, I feel like I was born that way. I felt like, you know, when I was younger, that that was something that was like in me and I can't shake it. You see what I'm saying? We would say, oh, he needs help. You're sick, so forth. We're saying that now, but I guarantee you, if enough people, men, women, say, hey, I'm just attracted to younger women. And they can say they can be 18, they can be 15, they can be 13. I'm just attracted to younger women. And if enough people come out and say that, I guarantee you that we will end up, we'll end up adopting that and calling that a certain lifestyle to where that will no longer be looked at as wrong. It will just be looked at as like, okay, this is that group of people that so forth. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so it's talking about emerging church. So if that happens, you know, or people start saying, hey, you know, because people love their pets, you know, and there's no wrong with loving your pets. Of course, pets can naturally become part of your family. But when you start having an ordinate affection with your pets, like, you know, like you're really in love with the pet to the point to, you know, bestiality where you want to be intimate with the pet and things like that, then that becomes a problem. <laughs> And so if that particular group of people say, hey, we want to get together and rally because we feel like we should be able to legally marry our pets, then eventually they'll become a lifestyle. So then you have three separate things that are wrong, but now are deemed that as OK or palatable. So because the culture or the world says it's OK. And so then with the church standing there, you know, because the church is a salt of the earth with the light of the world now they look at us like well what are y'all gonna do so y'all gonna accept us and so forth well we gonna love you we're not gonna condemn you or at least we shouldn't i can't speak for myself because you do have some out here be wilding <laughs> but know this i ain't gonna be outside with no picket sign saying you're going to hell or whatever or whatever type of crazy stuff they do i'm going to love you with the love of god and if you ask me I'm going to tell you that you're you're wrong and that Jesus can deliver you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So emerging. So can y'all just accept us? We're going you can come in like you can come. We're going to love you. I mean, I me, I you're not going to be leading anybody. Like I'm not going to let you, you know, lead in the church and think no. No, because the lifestyle that you're choosing to live is unbiblical. And you're living that. I'm not talking about an event where I slipped and, you know what I'm saying, I kind of had a little falling out with this and then I kind of dabbled in that. We ain't talking about that. We're talking about you taking on something as a lifestyle. Whether it be a homosexuality, bestiality, um, inordinate affection for someone that's underage, whatever it is. And that's just the truth. And that's what was talked about the emerging church. Like, 
I'm telling you, that's where the persecution is going to come in at. That's why the Bible says, they that live godly shall suffer persecution. So me even, me even talking about it now, you know, some people may take offense to it. Hey, you got to take it up with the Lord. Well, you ain't perfect. I ain't never, I ain't say that. You said that. And just because someone is not perfect, which none of us are, doesn't mean you can't speak against something that you know is wrong. Just like all of us would agree that, you know, a man wanting to be with a young girl or a young man is wrong. And you will speak out against it. Why? Because you have a conviction. Like, this is my conviction. You don't even have to be a believer in Christ. You just have a conviction on inside of you that that is wrong. So, but when I come against or if someone comes against something that the world deems is right, but it's actually wrong and it's damnable, but because the world accepts it, then when I say it or say that's wrong, now it's considered hate speech. And that's not right. Because that's basically, you know, what's taking place now in our culture. And I'm telling you. As we continue on in this life and as the years go by until Jesus returns, things are going to get worse. The belief system, the things that people do, the things that people want to accept and they want you to accept is going to get worse, unfortunately. But I would encourage you to stand your ground, love on people, love people to life. I'm going to do that. All of us should do that. Love people to life. Don't condemn people. The Bible says they're condemned already. Before I got saved, I was condemned. All of us was condemned. All of us knew we was doing wrong. We didn't need nobody to tell us, are you going ahead? We already knew where we was heading, <laughs> heading that way. And we recognized and understood that we need a Savior. So once we accepted Jesus, Christ is our Lord and Savior and the Holy Ghost came in and the love of God shed abroad in our heart and then we're growing and learning his word and communing with him and praying and so now when you see others you want to share that same gospel that you receive with them without condemnation without hate just loving them but you can't get mad at someone because they don't accept something that the world says is okay all right so we have universalism we have prosperity gospel we have the emerging church Hyper grace and legalism and the new age movement. All those are deceptive, dark beliefs that try to creep its way into the church. And some have already crept its way into some churches, local churches. Yeah, and that's just what it is, you know. Being a believer, it's gonna, it's gonna come, it's gonna come with persecution, it's gonna come with hate, it's gonna come, that's just the price we have to pay for living for God. You don't have to be perfect. So stop thinking. If you're listening to me, stop thinking like, man, but I'm struggling in these things myself. Hey, we all have different struggles in certain areas that God will pull us out of. Some of us don't want to be delivered. Some of us kind of want to stick it out and hold on to it for whatever reason. But don't allow your shortcomings to now try to bring your stance on the word of God low you don't want to lower your standards so even though your standards you haven't probably reached you know we're all striving to perfection we're striving to be more like him we're striving to know him even more intimately talking about the Lord so with that you can't look down on yourself 
because you have to see yourself as Christ sees you. He sees us through the blood of Jesus. He sees us as the righteousness of God. Like Jesus paid the price and the penalty for all of us. So once you accept his sacrifice, how he sees us is totally different. You're not looked at as a sinner saved by grace. You looked at as you were a sinner, now you've been saved by grace. You understand what I'm saying? And we ought to show that love and that hope with the entire world. We may have, moving forward, we're going to have to have these hard conversations. So if you listen to this podcast, you may practice these lifestyles that I mentioned. I love you. The Lord loves you. And I ain't going to treat you no different than anyone else. But I'm, if you come to me and ask me, I'm, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong and that you should stop and ask the Lord to help you because he will help you. All right. If this podcast has been a blessing to you. Please share this with your family and with your friends. Remember, again, that you can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube and Google Play. Follow me on all social media at in- at mbills314 and send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out